You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Well, welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast with Tony and Corey and Daniel. Welcome back, guys. What did Ooh. you say right before we started? Oh. You feel like these games are... What, Daniel? So it's either two, like, essentially playoff teams going up against each other, or two teams that are just completely out of it. It does seem that way. But even the teams that are out of it, I feel kind of like this is a good week of football. I, I, I love it, too. I really do. I'm looking forward to it. We are writing a new show sheet right now. Like, it's done. Throw everything out the door. Out the door. Um, okay. Yeah, you're, you're in or you're out, right? That's what we're going to talk about here. Yeah, okay. You're in, you're out. Um, Mike White is in. Oh, huh? I love Mike White. We'll keep, I love Mike White. We'll keep that part of the sheet. I think that's, that's, that's an anchor point. We'll start there. Has to. Mike yes. White is exactly who we wanted him to be. We think he was for a game again. Right, stepped in last year, lit the league on fire. Was so Joe, good last year? Who was? Who did he take over for last year? It wasn't Joe Flacco, was it? No, no, it was, it was Zach Wilson. Was it I Zach mean, Wilson? He got drafted. Yeah, he got drafted, okay. and Zach was the new. You know, but was Zach hurt? Like, I feel like that was. A hurt. Yeah. yeah. Hurt. Okay. Okay. He wasn't benched for. Okay. Okay. No. No. And it was so unfortunate too. Like I had tickets to the Thursday night Colts game, which was the Jets Colts. Okay. And I, I actually, it was funny driving there. I was like, Oh man, I can't wait to see the jets with Mike white. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is actually a conversation that I had and we get there and Mike white gets hurt in the first quarter. And then Josh Johnson takes over, and I'm like, here we go. My God, that was the Colts game. Uh, yeah, I know. I was there. But Mike White was a, a revelation to begin last year. He beat the Bengals. He threw for 303 on the Bengals, who made the Super Bowl last year. 403, actually. 403. Ooh. Wow. He also threw eight picks in his four games. Okay, so that, but, that part's not very good. He was a slinger, but he was a slinger. He, he slinger. definitely takes more risks than Zach Wilson, which I think the Jets are just, like, begging for. They're like, come on, throw it down the field. Let these playmakers make some plays. I was looking at – I was just pulling up his stats from his four games last year. Um, and something interesting I just saw, which is kind of irrelevant to the conversation, but the Jets' defense stunk last year. So the first game he played, they lost 54-13. to they beat the Bengals thirty-four to thirty-one. They lost Crazy. to the Colt. They lost to the Colts forty-five to thirty. That I mean, he he got hurt though. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt. That, but I'm talking about. I'm just looking at what the points they allowed. They, Carson I mean, they Wentz had a game in JT, Indianapolis JT with forty-five points. Yeah, JT JT went off. Okay. He, JT and Pittman. I mean, they they just they stomped him. But yeah. And then they allowed forty-five against the Bills in that same run. Yeah, uh, Robert Sala is a defensive coach, and I feel like just this next draft that he had, um, you know, you take Sauce Gardner in the first round, that is a huge difference. When you could shut down a number one wide receiver, I mean, the stats against him against number one wide receivers, I, I wish I had it in front of me. 
it is absolutely amazing. Like, he has shut down everybody he has played one-on-one. Like, you guys would not believe the stats. Like, that he has accumulated over the year. Like, it would be a it would be less than a wide receiver one finish on a week combined. And we're in week 13. I'm telling you, he shuts guys down. He is so good. So, yeah, in his, in his four-game stretch last season, um, only five rush attempts for negative one yard, so he's not as mobile as Zach Wilson. I think you're right about him being more of a gunslinger. He's got the picks in there. He's willing to take some risks. But, um, I mean, I still have a lot of hope for Zach Wilson. I I hope they don't dump him this offseason. I hope they give him another shot. I think what he just went through this past two weeks is a learning experience, and I think it can make him a better player. So, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think Mike White's their future, but for a Jets team that is, what's their record right now? Seven and three? Is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven right. and three, which is strong. So at this point, they've just got to keep it up and they're in the playoff mix. And, you know, once you get there, anything can happen. So, you know, it's very a, exciting. I agree with you, Corey. I don't want this to end Zach Wilson's career. I don't think it will. Um, but, you know, what do you do in this situation? Right, like, what do you what do you do? You're you're the Jets organization, and you got this guy that the locker room loves, the fan base adores. He can sling it all over the field. He makes your offense complete. Really, I mean, I don't understand what you would do, because the reality is Zach Wilson lost the locker room. He just lost him, and we saw what happened with Russell Wilson. They, Russell Wilson comes back to Seattle, and Pete Carroll invites the entire defense, like every player that's ever played defense ever is invited to come watch this game. And at the end of the game, Pete Carroll makes some kind of snide comment about, you know, there was, a, there was a comment at the end of the game that was very cutting towards Russell Wilson. Players have been coming out talking about how he's hard to work with. They couldn't reach out to him. They couldn't contact him. Um, you know, and then, and then for Zach Wilson to basically say he's not letting the defense down when he absolutely is, right? Like, I don't know if you can fix that. I don't know if it can be fixed. So I guess, I guess I'll pose that question. My thought is trade Zach Wilson and go back to the pool or ride with white. What do you guys think? Is that crazy? My vote is ride with white. I agree. You trade Zach Wilson. He obviously needs some growing up to do. Mike white came into the game. Okay. We're talking about these games where Mike White, like we're talking about last year, where he throws for over 400 yards. This past week, throws for over 300. Is Zach Wilson even capable of this? I mean, he just has no spark. Like he goes in this game. It was so funny. I saw a stat this past week against the the Patriots, which, okay, the Patriots are a pretty good team. But, you know, Bill Belichick knows how to shut you down, but if you're good, you can kind of get around and have an okay game. But they averaged, like, what was it, five inches per play? I mean, just something absolutely embarrassing that everyone was, like, loving to tweet. They're like, I can't wait to put this out. But he just had a horrible game. And this no, no point in this year has anything been, like, flashy. Like, oh, Zach Wilson is really good. He, he's he's shown some flashes like throughout last year, but Mike White in like the four games that he's played has been so much. It's been like a Gardner Minshew revelation, you know, that happened for Jacksonville. I, 
my vote is stay with Mike White. It's amazing to see Zach Wilson's stats. How terrible they are? They are terrible. The Jets are winning games, and, and Zach Wilson, it's not because of him. Yeah, yeah just I, imagine if they had a good, like, offensive, like, just if the offense was moving the ball and that good defense, they'd be so lethal yeah. as a team. Four touchdowns and seven games played for Zach Wilson. Five interceptions. I mean, He's thrown more interceptions uh, than touchdowns. So four touchdowns and five picks? We're yeah. on week 12. Yeah. He took over in week 12. I mean, embarrassing. This is this is the number two overall pick we're talking well, about. That's exactly why the Jets fans are excited right now is to this point, Zach Wilson's thrown four touchdowns. Um, Flacco's started uh, three games and thrown five, and Mike White's uh, started or played one game and thrown three. So in four games, the two backup quarterbacks have thrown eight touchdowns, and in seven games, Zach Wilson threw four. So, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I, I think, you know, I, this Mike White, you know, great if it works out, but, it, you know, it's great until it doesn't work. Um but if he can give this offense any kind of lift, I think it helps him. But he's got to make good decisions ultimately, which is, he had he had the picks last year. So he's got to, if he can clean that up, I think it works. And I think he's serviceable enough to get him into the playoffs. But I think at any point this could turn bad. And then, you know, if you dump Zach Wilson, you might feel bad about it. But I, I, I hope the Jets don't give up hope on Zach Wilson. I think we've seen – you know, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Fields, if you just stick with your guy, they play like shit at first, uh, it, it it can work out. So we'll see what happens. But I I, I can't believe the Jets are 7-4. and four. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Nobody saw this coming. Um, the Jets are 7-4. and four. Let's move on from Zach Wilson. But no, let's not. Um, yeah, we'll move on from Zach Wilson. Um, the Jets are 7-4 and four, facing off against the Vikings, who are 9-2 and two this week. Uh, in Minneapolis, Daniel, you've said, you said before the show, you don't believe that Minneapolis, I'm sorry, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings uh, <clears throat> are as real, excuse me, are as real as their record suggests they are. Uh, we talked about the Dallas game, but you also mentioned the Saints game. So do you think this is a prove it game? We got two teams here that are both in the playoffs. Does it matter if the Jets win or lose this game? Does it matter if the, if the Vikings win or lose this game? Absolutely, for both sides. And I don't mean uh, does it matter for like playoff, like all of that stuff. I mean, for, does, yeah, yeah. Beside like, beside that, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a prove it game for both. I mean, the Jets fans, is this this is in Minnesota, correct? Correct. Okay, uh, which is indoors, which is good. Um, so it's not in East Rutherford, uh, which is nice. But um, yeah, this is a prove it game for both sides. I mean, the, the Vikings. I kind of I called them fake because they were more. It seems like they're just kind of eking out these lucky wins. Um, they have offensive, you know, firepower. Obviously, with Justin Jefferson, maybe the best wide receiver in the entire NFL. And then Dalvin Cook obviously can 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 put up numbers. And Kirk Cousins is always over underrated, is what we've always said. But this defense, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not convinced. The Vikings have one of the best records in the NFC, and they're just not – they're just in so many close games, and it seems like – I don't know. You remember when Matt Stafford was with the Lions, and it was like three years ago, and they had the most comeback wins in a single year, and everyone was like, yeah, but they just can't keep this up. It kind of feels like that. 
like there there was like five or six comeback wins in, in the final minute of, of of these games and i just feel like the vikings are that team of this year to where they they don't have a stellar offense or a stellar defense at the same time but they're winning these games against these good teams and i feel like just something is going to something is going to happen to where they 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 come down to earth and i don't know if it's going to be this week against the jets but it, it very well could i mean i i don't know i'm when i watch the vikings it just seems like they're a very opportunistic defense um along with a okay offense and they just find a way to win games which is what good teams do but i just i'm not convinced all the way they're definitely a playoff team and they're definitely going to win the division but it's just kind of one of those things where i'd like to see what they do in the playoffs when when it actually matters so i i don't know i don't know what the vikings are i i agree with that i you know I don't think close games are necessarily a bad thing. I I, I understand the point of maybe that doesn't hold up, but I, I think that builds, you know, when it gets to playoff time and you're in a close game, you're now you're like, we've done this before, you know? So I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Do I think they're one of the top tier, just juggernauts of the league? No, I think you're right that the offense and the defense are a little subpar, but or not subpar, but you know, not top tier. But they do have a pretty easy schedule ahead of them, and they're going to be a playoff team. So if uh, Kirk Cousins and Jefferson cook up a little uh, Minnesota miracle magic, uh, they could make something happen. But I think you're right. Uh, you know, we thought they had an easy schedule. I remember. What is, what is their schedule going forward? They have do we the have Jets. It in front of us? Yeah, they got the Jets, the Lions, the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears. I think it's a schedule that so the, three division games left at the beginning of the year. We thought this was going to be coasting out. The giants are here. They're, they're a team that can beat them. Um, yep. We're saying right now, we don't know whether or not the jets would win. I would say that the lions on any given day could just pop off. Right. Sure. Uh, I don't know that it is easy. Um, it's not, I don't think it's an easy schedule. They're going to beat the Colts at this point. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, I mean, well, <clears throat> Uh, so the Colts are kind of one of those teams that just pl- play to their opponents. So, they always have. I don't know how uh, that transcends, but they know, always have. They play a juggernaut. You know, they play the Chiefs. They're a juggernaut. They they, <laughs> they somehow find a way to win this game. <laughs> they, they play to their opponents. We were all three at the Steelers game. We can kind of segue into this, but we were all three at, at the Steelers game on Monday night. We sat within a foot from each other. <laughs> and it was a great time, but they played a great their time. Opponent. Very great time. Yeah. They played to their opponent. I mean, the Steelers are not a good team, but you know, they, they, they got down to a 13, nothing lead or 13, nothing deficit. And, uh, you know, it became a good game, but, uh, I don't know. We, we never know what the Colts are going to do. The, the point is you, thank you for taking us on our weekly Colts. I didn't expect that You're from welcome. you. You're, you're, you're uh, very welcome. Because that's not where we were headed. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it is an easy schedule. I will say that Kirk Cousins won a Thursday night game against the Patriots. Good job, Kirk. Yay! So, maybe we broke that curse. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know what to expect. This game is exciting to me. I think the, I think the Vikings pull it out. I think the Vikings win uh, due to probably just... The inexperience of the of White of the quarterback, maybe his fearlessness pushes through. You know, maybe he just bullies his way into another win here. Um, 
But yeah, I think this game's important. I, I agree with you. Both ways we're going to see. If, if Mike White shows up and beats the Vikings, how do you go back? You can't go back. Sure. Right? Is, that, and, uh, is uh, that safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for you know, context purposes, Vikings are only three-point favorites, so Vegas sees these two teams as pretty even. And oh. I think the home team usually gets three points, so... If the Jets were at home, they might be three-point favorites. Imagine. Imagine that. Heads would fucking explode. They'd be one-point favorites, I bet. I don't think they'd be able to, to make them a three-point favorite. One-and-a-half point or something stupid like that. Anyway, uh, another game this week that we were talking about, Miami and the Nor- the 49ers. Big game. Corey, you've been, you've been all over Miami and the 49ers long before I have. I'm a naysayer. I poo-poo on the 49ers every chance I get. Despite them being seven and four, despite them being one of the best teams in football, I still me and Corey were big. We were all over the 49ers because of Trey Lance, and then he goes out, and they're still a thing. They would be garbage, by the way, with Trey Lance. I'm just telling you now. Best thing that happened. Best thing that ever happened to the 49ers. And I hate you don't know about the progression. I'm sorry. You don't know about the progression that would have happened. I don't know. I feel bad saying that. I Trey Lance is a human being. That's not the best thing that's ever happened to the 49ers. Um, yeah, just to be fair to Trey Lance, the Niners started, what, what week did Trey Lance get hurt? Uh, it was like two or three, wasn't it? I think if you, if you're looking at the stats, the first week where he has no, no stats at all, that the week before is the week he got hurt. Okay. I, I'm not looking at that, unfortunately, but the Niners Damn did it. start four and three. So they didn't, they got off to kind of a slow start and they've just rattled off four straight. So if Trey Lance had gotten, you know, settled in, they, we could have been in the exact same spot. Uh, the 49ers are built like a college football team. They've just got weapons. They're not relying on a quarterback. They're just well-built. Um, you know, you just think about, like, like an Alabama, you know, in most years, not this year, but uh, just kind of dominant at every position, and they can just outplay you from beginning to end with, with more talent. And the offense – it. it when you don't have like when it's Jimmy Garoppolo, you're you're a little more creative. You see the 49ers do a lot of different stuff. Uh, they just get the balls to their playmakers and they get it done. They're well coached. Uh, we've seen them go deep into the playoffs for like I feel like multiple times in the last five years. Like every year, they're just there. Even you know, even without that quarterback. So yeah, I. I was always high on the Niners. I was high on them with Trey Lance. I think I said if he was 80% of what we thought we could be, they were an absolute contender. He's not playing. Jimmy Garoppolo's the same Jimmy Garoppolo we've always pretty much got. He's doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good decisions. He may not throw it super deep, but he gets the ball to those playmakers. And with Christian McCaffrey, they're even better than we thought they were. Yeah, so quick. Not only that, but they they – went ahead with Jimmy and then went all in. They mortgaged more to their future and went after Christian McCaffrey. So this, this was a very complete team and you know, they're like, Oh, we lost our starting quarterback and now we'll just trade for, you know, one of the best running backs in the league and see if we can run it back and go deep in the playoffs again. So the more I think about this show, as we go through it, it's prove it. This is a prove it show. We're talking about, Mike White's got to prove it. Now we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. Um, to, to fact check a little bit, this wasn't fair to Trey Lance. We don't have a fair sample size. He started one game this year. Thank you. It was Thank you. The, the opening game of the year against Chicago. He played 
horribly, 13 of 28, 164 yards, uh, one interception, no touchdowns. Do you remember the weather on that game? I, it was a monsoon. I don't. Yeah, I, I do. Was that the one where they were skidding across the? Yes. Okay. They were. They were. It was literally yeah. a pool on the field. They I, shouldn't have even. It was I do crazy. That. So I, that yeah. that's the one game, and then the following that's week the against Seattle, um, he had three attempts, three attempts, yeah. and, and then he was out for the season. So, yeah, we've had third. We've seen thirty-one attempts out of Trey Lance yep. as the starter. So, uh, my question to you guys then is. Let's imagine a world where Jimmy Garoppolo, once on his way out, couldn't get traded, decided to swallow his pride, stick with the team, be the backup, be the nice guy, called up in week two. Let's imagine this team makes it to even another uh, NFC championship game. I mean, at what point do the Niners have to look themselves in the mirror and pay Jimmy Garoppolo? Is there a way? Is there a way that he can do it? I... uh... I think Trey Lance, they're going to stick with Trey Lance. I think Jim Garoppolo is going to be on a new team next year, and he will get a probably not a top tier contract, but he'll get a good contract from. I don't know. I'd have to go down and look. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo probably won't be there. But I think they would be motivated to try to keep him. Just I think we saw with the Colts, a backup quarterback is very important to have, and if you've got a good one, you know if you're. If you're having a good season, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes down, you know, what happens next? You know, everything might go in the trash. But if you've got a good guy, good player behind him that you know you can count on, even though he may deserve to be a starter, it might be worth paying him a little extra money just to keep him around. It's a tough position. They're they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough, tough spot. I would not want to be 49ers front office right now. Uh, especially the good news, the good news they is get, they, don't, they don't have to deal with it right now they they can deal with it later they're just playing football right now yep ride it out but it, god if jimmy takes them to another like nfc championship game <laughs> what do they he, do he's taking them to a super bowl right another nfc championship game uh, yeah. to a super bowl i mean he can yeah. do it it's so tough man it's tough he's a good he's a good football player anybody who says he's not is wrong He's a good football player. Looking at the matchup, Dolphins, Niners. Do the Dolphins really have anything to prove? I don't think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Absolutely. I think they got to prove that they can hang with the top-tier teams in the league. Um, they beat Buffalo once. They've got to play Buffalo again here in a few weeks. They got the Chargers on the schedule. Um, just, I mean, kind of going down their schedule, they, they've beaten Baltimore and Buffalo, and that's pretty much it. They lost the Bengals, Jets, and Minnesota three weeks in a row. I think that was Tua's stint when he was out. Uh, but since then, they've only beat the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, who are a tough team, and then the Texans. So they've got to get another big win here on the schedule, to, I think, to kind of make themselves feel like they're a contender. Um, and they've done a good job building this team, too. I've... I think when we were here, when Tua came out of the draft, I was a big fan and he's shown up and he's done the job. He may not be, you know, a Josh Allen or a Pat Mahomes with his arm talent, but he knows how to get the job done. I think you could almost compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo. He makes good decisions. He gets the ball to the playmakers. Uh, I wasn't sure how Tyree kill would work out in Miami, but it's been really fantastic. And Jalen Waddles played well too. So uh, they've, They've got to uh, solidify a really good win here against the Niners. It's going to be, a f- I think it's going to be a hell of a football game. I'm really excited about this. 
Yeah. The Dolphins, what's weird, like, so they got out to a, like, 30 to uh, something. I think it was, like, maybe 30 to nothing lead. Yeah, it was. 30 to nothing against the Texans. And they took Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle out, right? And then all of a sudden, the Texans score two straight touchdowns. And they make it 30 to 15. And they're like, I know, I watch Red Zone you know, consistently. So Scott Hansen was like, is Tua about to come back in after just getting some rest? <laughs> so this, I think this defense has more to prove as far as the Dolphins than the offense. Because we know how potent the offense is. They have more 20-yard-plus plays than everybody in the NFL. They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua. I mean, that that offense is, is just booming. And, um, you know, Jeff Wilson, he got hurt last week, but I think Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson should be back this week. The offense doesn't have as many questions as the defense has. The Dolphins' defense should be a lot better than it is. Um, and I expected the Dolphins' defense to be a lot better. But we we will really see when, um, when the 49ers uh, square up against them. And I hope Debo is going to be over his quad injury that he suffered in that game. Because if all all pieces are available on both sides, I th- I, I cannot wait for this game. I see what you're saying there. I, I don't think the offense has anything to prove. Every game that Tua, we talked about this, I think Corey mentioned this last week or the week before, but every game that Tua has started, they have won. And I'm looking here, Tua hasn't thrown a single interception all season. He's been exactly what you just said, Daniel. He's a, just insane. He's yeah. a Jimmy Garoppolo. <clears throat> he's not throwing real deep passes, um, but there are games like Chicago he's, and Detroit where he's technically he's the best like deep ball thrower in yes. the entire league. There so, are games where he's I mean, averaging ten yards a pass and throwing it thirty times. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. incredible. It's incredible. Um, so. I don't know. Dolphins, I, Dolphins, middle of the pack team on yards per game allowed. Middle of the pack. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. I, that's about where I would say they are, which is kind of disappointing for the Dolphins. I, I think they expected to be kind of the upper echelon of that. Uh, number three in offensive yards per game. There you go. Yeah. Yep. That makes there up it the is. difference. Yep. That makes up the difference. Yep. Okay. So I don't know what to expect out of this game either, but I do expect it to be a good game. It's not going to be a boring game. It's not going to be a snooze fest. Uh, I, I think even, let's look at one more game. I think even in these teams that don't have a lot to play for, uh, I think all the whole slate this week is going to be a blast. Uh, I'm looking other, other than the Ravens-Broncos, it's either two playoff teams or two kind of just crappy teams that are out of it. <laughs> well, two crappy uh, teams that are out of it. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think the game of the week might be the Chiefs-Bengals. Okay. The the AFC Championship rematch. Jamar Chase should be back. I cannot wait for this game. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know that I... Do you want to go in on that game? You want to talk in on it? I, sure. I will here in just a minute. Okay. Oh! <laughs> In our, in our next segment. Oh, oh okay. Oh. oh, and best bets of the week. Would you? Hey, just yeah. where the Bengals started off slow. Uh, I I think I predicted before the season they wouldn't make the playoffs, but 
I've kind of I've kind of changed that opinion around. They are now seven and four. They've clawed their way back. They've won five out of their last six. Uh, hell, you could go back all the way to week three. They've won seven out of their last nine. Uh, Bengals are a good football team. They're, Joe Burrow's finding his groove again. You got to remember he missed camp. Uh, lost the first two games of the season, so he's back in rhythm. He's the old Joe Burrow, and I could easily see this being another AFC Championship rematch here in a couple months, so uh, pumped for this game. Chiefs are exactly who I thought they'd be. I know you guys were a little lower on them with Tyreek being gone. I, I wasn't at all. Uh, Pat Mahomes is the dude, and he, he's going to get it done. He's going to be he's gonna be relevant for a long time, no matter who he's throwing the ball to. So well, uh, this is a hell of a football game. We you, are, you called that. We're, we're far enough into sure. the show that I guess I'm just going to ask you the question. Let's forget what I was going to talk about. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you both one question. Would you bet that this matchup is an AFC championship matchup? I I think I would take that bet. Here, <laughs> Best bets of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the Bengals. It's it's Kansas City, the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. I don't think they make it to the championship game. Titans, I think, win a playoff game. I don't think they're in the championship. Ravens are a little too the wishy washy. Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo could definitely be there. Um, I think it's between Kansas City, the Bills, and the Bengals. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is <laughs> Daniel and I. We both pick four games each week to bet on. I pick the spreads. Daniel picks the over-unders. We keep track of the record, and at the end of the season, a loser takes some shots on Super Bowl podcast week. Uh, what are the records, Daniel? The records are currently, I am 33-15. and 15. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Before you continue, what, what, you, before the show, you said the last six weeks, you are what? The last six weeks, I am 20 and four. Jesus Christ. What's my record? Um, it is 24, 23 and one. Hey, I'm over 500. What's my record over the last six weeks? Uh, let's see. Over the last six weeks, you are. Ten and fourteen. Okay, and what's crazy is there's a couple four and zero oh weeks in there. <laughs> it's definitely been hot and cold on my side. Uh, sorry, real quick, just give the overalls back to back real quick. Yeah, thirty three and fifteen versus twenty four, twenty three and one. Okay, we we got plenty of time to make this up. Uh, I'll get into my first game of the week. We were just talking about it. Chiefs at Cincinnati going to be a hell of a football game i can't wait i think there's probably some people sleeping on this game just because you know the Bengals aren't in people's mind as a top tier team right now they they've been kind of crawling their way back but this is going to be a good football game these are two really good teams these are we just talked about it. these are my two favorites for the afc championship right now i've got the Bengals plus two and a half against the chiefs i think they play them well they play them well uh the, they obviously beat them in the championship last year uh, I feel like they played in the regular season last year. That could be wrong. Uh, here, let's just let's just take a look real quick because I'm pretty sure one. they did. It was the close game. Can they beat Kansas City twice last year? So in the regular season in Week 17, they beat them 34-31. Uh, AFC Championship. Wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, you're right. They did not play the Chiefs in the playoffs. That is my fault. 
Yeah, they played in the AFC Championship game. Sorry, I'm looking at preseason. Yes, they went to overtime in uh, the AFC Championship. So, yeah, uh, the Bengals match up well. It's going to be a good football game. The Bengals are at home. Give me the two and a half. I think Bengals win this football game. Love it. It's also part of my uh, over-unders. You and I seem to be uh, pretty in sync with uh, the games that we bet here. But don't forget, Jamar Chase is back. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably have at least two. Jamar Chase is back. You know, he was on crutches a couple weeks ago, but he is a game changer. He opens up everything. And when Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are in the same lineup, Joe Burrow always has a good game. And I love games that have a high over-under, but a very small, you know, margin of uh, spread. So within three, um, I I love this game. So the over-under is 52 and a half, and I'm going to take the over. I I love this game. The Chiefs-Bengals, both offenses are very potent, and both defenses are susceptible to giving up points. So um, I I just... I, I like the over. I know it's at the Bengals, so hopefully the weather holds up. Uh, being in Cincinnati, being close to us, it's probably going to be about the same weather, whether they be in Cincinnati or yeah, Cincinnati or Kansas City. So um, I, I think it's going to go over either way, 52 and a half. Corey, what did you uh, say the spread was? Three and a half? Uh, two and a half, yeah. Bengals. Yeah. Okay. Bengals getting two and a half. Yep, yep. It's one and a half on DraftKings right now, just so you know. I got I got me a new little source here it shows public betting um on the spread 50 57% of the public and the money is on the Bengals to cover two and a half wow uh over under 82% of the bets are on the over 77% of the money is on the over wow so everybody's kind of on the same page here. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Yep, we should. Uh, we should take that. So if you're a better at home, bet the Bengals cover and the over. Uh, second game of the week, I've got Atlanta plus one at uh, or their home against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Atlanta's kind of been kind of just a fun, surprising team this year. They're not great, but. They can they can put up points. They can, they get it done. I wish the Colts could put up Atlanta's points. It'd be awesome. Uh, I've got Atlanta covering one and a half. I think they win this football game at home. I know the the Pitts, Pittsburgh just won against the Colts. The Colts stink. The Colts can't put up points. I think Atlanta can hang a little bit better. Atlanta's at home. I think Pittsburgh. They're just they're in that same tier as Atlanta. But I think here at home, I. I Atlanta's going to win this football game. It's just, it's just the way I feel. And my next bet here is the Jets at Vikings. We talked about it earlier. Told you we'd talk about it. The over-under is 44 and a half. And we have the Mike White effect, baby. Put him in. <laughs> I, I think I think he's going he's gonna to make all the difference in this game. Um, the Vikings... Their secondary is not that strong. Um, I think actually their number two corner just went down this past week. Um, his name is escaping me at the moment, but 44 and a half. I think this game hits the over. I think the Vikings have the capability of putting up enough firepower on offense. We mentioned earlier Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. 
And then, you know, the the variable of Mike White gets all of the options. Like, they had Corey Davis back last week, okay? And he wasn't as involved, but I think he's going to be more involved this week. Garrett Wilson had a huge week. Elijah Moore finally had a good week. And I think that's because Mike White actually airs it out, okay? Zach Wilson does not. But, like, the Jets have good receiving options. And I think when both sides have some good options here, this game... I feel like it's just going to go over. So 44 and a half, I, I really like the over. And it's at Vikings. It's indoors. There's that variable there too, no weather involved. I love it. So hit the over, 44 and a half. Uh, Tony, last week you made a comment that 15 and a half for the Chiefs was a lot of points. They covered that. It was 16 points. Wow. wow. By half a point, Tony. Um, there's really not a lot of points this week. Like, like we said, they're very competitive games. I think the biggest one is Colts Cowboys. Uh, and I think that's a totally fair line. I don't see the Colts compete with the Cowboys. Uh, but the second probably biggest line is Seattle minus seven and a half at the Rams. The Rams only put up 10 points against the chiefs. I see Seattle's kind of like a Minnesota team. Like they're not bad on either end of the football, but they're not great. But they play well as a football team, and they're getting wins right now. And the Rams, we they're in, they're in shambles. Uh, I can easily see Seattle covering this. They're at the Rams, but you know LA doesn't have a, a fan base. I think there's gonna be more Seattle fans probably at this game than the Rams. Just I mean that's a pretty solid fan fan base. So they're gonna have the juice. They've got the team. Uh, Seattle minus seven and a half at the Rams. Next two here. Broncos at Ravens. The Ravens had a very disappointing outing in Jacksonville. Um, as you guys know, they are my team. So this was incredibly disappointing. But hey, you found out what it's like to lose to Jacksonville. <laughs> that's the worst feeling that's ever, a isn't tough, it? That's a tough fucking that's feeling, isn't it? Did, did they have Dude. paper bags on their head when you lost to them? <laughs> dude okay would you rather lose to jacksonville in a blowout fashion or being up by like 20 points and losing in the end i don't think it matters did they have paper bags on their heads or not i don't need to know no paper bags it that's, was in jacksonville that's the part that hurts is when when they're wearing paper sacks on their face and they beat the shit Wait, out when there when there isn't hope right now there's hope in jacksonville <laughs> Uh, either way, it was just as painful. I'll tell you this. And the the Ravens, I'm just not confident in them right now. The Broncos are obviously an absolute dumpster fire. What the, uh, I'm going to look up last week. They lost to the Panthers 23 to 10. The Broncos put up 10 points on the Panthers. Okay. The Broncos are worse than the Colts. Can we get that out of the way? Absolutely. Thank God. The Broncos are worse than the Colts. Absolutely they are. And so because of that, I'm taking the under. It is sitting at 38 and a half because Vegas knows this is going to be a bad game. (laughs) The Ravens have no options on offense. You know, their running backs are hurt. They have literally Lamar and Mark Andrews. That is it. And when you have those two options only, the defense knows how to shut you down. Okay? They can't get creative enough to shut down two options. And the Broncos are just awful. 38 and a half. 
take the under, please. Under. I've been on fire taking the unders on these games that are under 40 points. I There's some sort of statistic. I, I wish I can go through here. I told you my record, 20 and 4 over the last six weeks. I have taken so many of these games that are under 40 points, and I've taken the under, and they've all hit. Take the under. Ravens hosting the Broncos. This is not going to be a good game. God damn, Broncos, 14.3 points a game. They've broken 20 twice. Oh, Uh, my God. But I'll tell you, right down there with them, Colts, Texans, both at 15.8 points a game. That's fucking bad. Awful. But we, hey, we had a good time. We had fun on Monday. We had a, we had great, a great time. time. Hey, Monday night, Monday night football, baby. You know what? We had a good. Hey, let's talk about that fucking light show. Because that was sick. It, it was, you know, I'm pretty sure a Purdue student, we were to a Purdue basketball game at Mackey, and they rolled out this big thing. I think a Purdue, I think students at Purdue figured out how to make that happen. Dude. Whoever it is deserves a Nobel Peace Prize because it was phenomenal. So what happened, guys, is everybody pulled out their phone. They opened the Colts app, and they had to allow permissions for the camera and the microphone. And the camera permission, supposedly, was just to access the flash. So we were all mm-hmm. holding our cameras, up in, our phones up in the air, facing, you know, away. So we, we were, like, looking at our screens, of course. Imagine this. This sounds horrible, by the way. Did, they, did we just give them, like, facial recognition on all of us? Is that what just happened? Yes, yes. They, they can just have hacked it. all they of can have it. Anyway. For, if, if I get to watch <laughs> another one, it. if I get to go to another light show, they can have all the facial recognition they want because that was phenomenal. Anyway, for this show, they can have anything they want. So they played some music, and the light show <laughs> was the flashes from all these thousands and thousands and thousands of phones. It was cool as hell. It was actually really cool. Um, I ended up missing a touchdown because I waited for the light show and had to go get a beer after that, and Melissa was not happy, but it is what it is. Tony, 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 Tony. You you should have stayed up at the concession stand. The Colts may have won. You're, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you should have stayed up there too, Daniel, because something good happened whenever you were I know. <laughs> Same thing. You guys just let me watch the fucking game in peace. Yeah, Corey is the good luck charm, and we're just hexing it. <laughs> Have we got the bets out of the way? Did you guys get all them right, all Corey, done? Corey, what's your last one? Last bet. Uh, I've got Vegas covering one and a half at home against the Chargers. Uh, Vegas has won a couple close ones here. Both overtime games, and they both happened fast. I, I was at a Thanksgiving dinner, and the, not this past week, but the weekend before, or the Thursday before, went to overtime. I went to take a pee, and by the time I came back from peeing, I had bet the game in overtime it was the Broncos, and the game was over. And I felt that Josh Jacobs broke one <laughs> off against uh, Seattle this week and closed that one out. Yeah. Raiders got a little bit of swagger. Um, we can click over to the Chargers real quick. Let's see what's going on with them. Hey, the Chargers are six and five. They're they're kind no. of floating right now. I not a good team. Right, not a, not a great team. They've got Herbert. He he's a guy that can keep you in these games, but they're losing to the top tier teams. They lost to San Fran. They lost to Kansas City, and they just beat Arizona. So. Uh, I kind of like the swagger that the Raiders got a little bit more than the lack of swagger that the Chargers have. Chargers, I feel like, are fighting every week to get to get the job done. So, um, I like the juice. Give me the Raiders plus one and a half at home against the Chargers. Like that. 
Uh, last one for me, Monday night. Saints at Bucks. Talk about two teams that suck. The over-under is 40 and a half. I am taking the under. The Saints are very underwhelming. The Bucks defense shows up when it needs to. I feel like it's going to on Monday night. Um, the Buccaneers offense is very eh, subpar, I would say. Um, we don't know if we're going to have Leonard Fournette. Marshawn Lattimore actually should be back. So this this is a must-watch, actually. Marshawn Lattimore comes back for the first time since he got suspended with his fight with Mike Evans, okay? Because Marshawn Lattimore got suspended, and then he got hurt. Now he's back. This is going to be a good he's game to watch. Back. He's back. But... I'm not saying this is going to be a good game. I feel like most primetime games that we've had, we've been very blessed with bad football. But 40 and a half, make your money. It's going to hit the under. Two in-division games. And, um, yeah, under okay. on 40 and a half. Like we it. got time for a, a little hot take real quick. Yeah, but yeah, first, yeah, go for but it. first, first, every week that we've all been together, I've taken three of our picks, sometimes four. One okay. night, all one right. night I drank a little too much beer and did four and I lost that. I lost that. Ah, oh, yeah. Have you hit one yet? I did. We hit the yeah. first one. Um, nice. And the first one paid out well. So I'm at the point, I'm only putting $25 on these. I say only to some people, that's a lot of money. Don't bet more than you can. I happen to have $25. I'm lucky enough to be able to throw in the fire. Uh, and if I'm right, then I'll make a 150 bucks or so. Um, I'm proud of you, Tony. So <clears throat> this week I'm taking, I'm riding Daniel's wave. I'm taking over 53 Chiefs Bengals, over 44 and a half Jets Vikings. And I'm going to hop on Corey here with the Seahawks Rams game and take the Seahawks minus seven and a half. I think that's, this, that's my favorite one of the week. I think this is a good yes. parlay. It's, it's plus 611. Yes. $25 will pay me $177 on draft. Oh games. my gosh. I'm hopping on that. Um, the Rams have been so beatable. The Rams yep. have been so beatable on defense. It's sickening. Well, uh, Aaron Donald, I think I got the notification that he's out. He is out. I are. Okay. Out. Yeah. Just cash, cash the bet. Cash it. Done. Yeah. Okay. Hot take. Well, just, just no, real quick. not even hot. It's a cold no, take. No, no, not you. <laughs> Corey, you have a hot take. I do have a hot take. Parlay advice. I, every every Monday I come to work, I'm like, I missed my parlay by one to two. Don't get cute with the parlays, boys. If, you, if you're going to do like and girls. more than boys and girls, if you're going to do more than three games, tease that shit. If you're, if you're going to do straight minus 110 bets like we're, like Tony's doing right now, keep it at like two or three. Don't get cute. Go with your gut. If you if you throw eight to twelve and you think you're gonna hit, you might as well just throw your money in the trash. You might as well, you know. I just thought of this. Uh, it's the holiday season. If you got ten, twenty bucks laying around and you want to make yourself kind of feel good, uh, donate your money to a cause that you care about or to somebody that needs it. Um, it it'll make you feel good inside, and somebody will appreciate it. Uh, so you heard it here first. Put all the money you can on a 18 legger. That's not what you said. All I'm saying is instead of building a 12 legger, you know, if you got the money to throw away on a 12 legger, give it to a cause you care about. Somebody will appreciate it. 
that's uh, it's not a joke. I'm serious. Find somebody <laughs> to give some money to. Daniel, what's yes. so funny? No, no. Daniel thinks charity is hilarious. No, 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 no. Laughs in the face Corey of giving. Corey, everything Corey said, yes. Everything I said, no. <laughs> All right, hot take. NFC Championship, Niners, Buccaneers. Oh, no. No. You have the ball. Oh, no. That's a hot take. I, I They suck right now, but they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, that's as hot as the sun. What do you mean? It's not that hot. They're the they're, ball? If, if the playoffs started right now, uh, they'd be in the playoffs. They'd be at home right now. They're leading their division. They're going to win their division. So they've got some time to figure this out. That's the shittiest division in all the NFL. I, un- I understand. But who, who do they have to compete with? It's Philadelphia, the Niners, and the Cowboys. I'll say this. If the Bucks make the playoffs, they're losing in the first round. I'll take a shot on that. Oh, oh. <laughs> can we both, can, can, is that a possible shot there? Like? Yeah. So here's how the bet works. So first of all, for the bet to be valid, the Bucks have to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, if, yeah, they yeah. if they don't make the yeah. playoffs, the bet's off. If the Bucks make the playoffs and they go past the first round, Daniel takes a shot. If they're eliminated in their first game, Corey takes a shot. Put it on the board. Do you have a, are you writing this down, Corey? We had one. <laughs> we had one a couple of weeks ago. That I don't I think we wrote we down. Had, I thought we had a board. We do. That have we were writing down these comments. Where is that at? We have a board somewhere. Oh, we need to put that on there. There was one last week that I think slipped away. Corey Not lost last it. week or the week Corey before. Corey lost the board. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like eighty-five percent of the board. Oh no. <laughs> you've been listening to huddle up a football podcast subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at huddle up nfl and at commissioner mister on twitter to keep up on the latest from the nfl and stay in the huddle huddle up team on three one two three three yo smiles they just gotta win one playoff game they're they're gonna be in the playoffs that's that's all. You, I mean, you think it's bad to bet against Tom Brady?